Greetings, listeners. This is the Roy H. Pomeroy Podcast, coming to you from my lovely home in the Atwater Village on the island nation of California. I am Roy H. Pomeroy, inventor of the podcast, the one and only podcast. There are simply no other podcasts in 1982. I do hope you're in a sporting mood today, because as I mentioned last week, today's episode is a sportsman's utopia. We are going to get into it. Sports, scores, teams, points, the pageantry, the crack of the bat, the football noise, the snap of the tendon, all the latest news and tantalizing rumors, and sports snacks. A word to the wise. Sports fans only, please. Now, if sports are not your thing, go ahead and hit the stop button, followed by the eject button on this cassette. Place it carefully back in its clear plastic case and set that aside. Go locate your local coach. Tell him you have an attitude problem. Have him yell sports deep into your soul. You can pick up this episode later. Go get bit by the sports bug. All right, I trust we are all fellow sports fans at this point. I don't think I've overlooked you sports ladies. I know you're out there shooting the breeze and icing your knees. It's good to have you aboard. Now, 1982 is promising to be a sports year of note. One for the history of sports museum. Why Elizabeth and I recently- Roy, did you forget my intro? Oh, Henry, we discussed this. I'll cue you. Yeah? You'll get your cue and your devil's due in due time. You were just running a little long. That's a truckload of steam. Oh? I had business to attend to. Let's be honest, young man. You thought I wasn't going to get to your introduction? Seemed that way. Look, I'll never in all my years and stars and mercury vapors neglect your introduction. My apologies. Oh, pay it no mind. Okay. You are forgiven for all your trespasses. So do you want to intro me now? (sighs) Henry, again? Yeah, at this point, just introduce me. You forget yourself. Honestly, this abruptness does not become you. This is an extra trespass. What? Trespassing. Five points. Docked off your tally. Fine. How about that intro, though? All right. You forced my hand. Great. Sports ladies and competitive gentlemen, Henry Francis Tottenham. Hello. Audio engineer. Mm-hmm. Dune buggy enthusiast. Right. Uh, intro fiend. Okay. Henry, I must say, the soundproof pod you made for me is just wonderful. Oh, cool. My neighbors have been sawing away on a home improvement project. Mm-hmm. Indeed, a buzzsaw racket all hours of the day. And the reverberating squares of subcontractors. That's why I use two layers of soundproof foam. What, what are they building? I think they're putting up a trellis maze. Are they growing peas? No, I believe it's for wine grapes, Henry. Oh, neato. Yes, wine grapes. And for the challenge of the maze. Do they have kids? Yes. Wine grapes for the parents and for the children. Yeah? The challenge of the maze. You want to try that again? The challenge of the maze. Give it to me one more time. The challenge of the maze. Radical. Righteous. Roy, I'm going to let you go because that call is going to be coming in any second. All right, Henry. Thank you very much. Okay. One more thing. Don't let me forget this. All right. I'll write it down. You're down five points. Come on, really? Five points? Don't make me make it ten points. Okay, I'm negative five. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, Henry, Henry, one last thing. Yeah, what is it? I'm wiping out your point deficit. You're back up to zero. Really? Affirmative. Oh, nice. All right, don't spend them all in one place. I won't. Goodbye, Henry. Bye-bye. That was Henry Francis Tottenham at his best and his worst. Now, if my clock does not deceive me, the telephone should be ringing at any moment with the number one sports fan that I know. We'll be playing a sports quiz with him. A sort of athlete. Oh, there he is. I'll answer the telephone. Hello, you've reached the private residence of Roy H. Pomeroy. The provisional charter of the Island Nation of California Department of Martial Law mandates disclosure that this telephone call has been recorded for the purposes of a podcast. Hello, Roy. Hello, Bob. 
This is Bob Dylan's show. Oh, no. You're you're joking, of course. This is not your show. This is my show. This is the Roy H. Pomeroy podcast. Roy H. Pomeroy, listen to me. I'm listening. I'd have sue you for every dime that you worth. Why this threat of a lawsuit? I could easily take over your show. Oh, is this about last week's episode, Bob? You performed my song without the, the right. To do so. We're just having a bit of fun on the podcast. Here's the thing. I understand that, but just right. just don't mess around with me and I won't take your show away. Okay. I could if I wanted to. It's a compliment, Bob. It's a compliment to be impersonated. I would love to hear uh, an impersonation of myself. Well, here. Try this on for size. All right. This is Roy H. Pomeroy, and I sing songs without express written permission from my estate. Look, your estate wasn't writing back. Bob. There's a weird bug on my mailbox. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, but a uh, good impression of me. Thank you. Bob, before we get into our sports quiz, I just wanted to check in with you. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? How am I doing what? Uh, how have you been? Okay. Staying clean? Of course. Did you make your bed this morning? I have a Murphy's bed. This is one of those beds that folds up into the wall? Yeah, it's a space saver thing. I've always wanted to know, how does that work exactly? You just lift it up on its hinge and it, the sheets just fall into place. How are the pillows attached? It's Velcro, Roy. It's a Velcro pillow. Isn't that most rough to your cheek and forehead upon slumber? <laughs> Where do you get your information from? It's not like sleeping on raw Velcro, Roy. Just what I've read in the media. The magazines are all liars and the cows are trying to poison me. Ridiculous. Oh? Simply untrue. Milk is a form of control. All right. Leaving Maggie's farm was the best thing I could have done for myself. You gotta look out for number one. Too many chores. Far, far too many cows. Got any bees up there at Maggie's farm? Just the normal amount of bees you'd get in any field. Uh, well, you know, I'll probably stay away anyway. Mm, suit yourself. And this is a real place, though, right? No. Bob, are you quite ready to play our sports quiz here on the Roy H. Pomeroy podcast? Do it up, baby. Do your worst. Welcome to Sports Quiz. Sports Quiz is a quizzical exploration of sports facts, testing your sports knowledge with 10 incredible sports questions. It's a blast of sports action. Far out. Each question is worth 10 points. 10 questions, 10 points for a total possible score of a 100. Piece of cake. Are you almost ready to go here? I was born almost ready. All right. Bob, your first question revolves around the art form known as ice hockey. Is that the one with the ice? Oh, dear. I'm just kidding, Roy. Bob, in last year's 1981 Ultimate Ice Showdown Finals, the New York Islanders fought for and won control over the magical Stanley Cup against the treacherous Minnesota North Star. A child knows that. What magical powers do befall he who hoists hockey's most sacred relic? Oh, jeez. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Eternal life. Ten points. The ancient inscriptions on the Stanley Cup confer immortality, making Gord Lane immortal for one season. Good thing Gord Lane was in town that fateful day. Yeah, Gord Lane and the Islanders were in California at the right time. I'll say. Celtics, too. Were you part of that? I wasn't part of Operation Clip and Save. I, I tried to stop it. Roy, I just gotta laugh because you talk like a FBI man. Oh. And you dress like it, too. Well, I consider that a compliment. Well, you like to wear FBI shoes. Well, there is no FBI anymore. 
California field offices. Bob, those offices were absorbed into the Golden Island Nation's secret time security apparatus. But they still might beat you up. No, 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 no. They're not going to beat you up just because you're standing there minding your own business with your hands in your pockets jingling your uh, coins and stuff, just looking at a bus stop. They'll beat me up at a bus stop if I tell the truth. They're subject to oversight, Bob. They'd haul them before the provisional legislature in Sacramento if they were beating you up at the bus stop. Those fat cats? Yes, they're fat cats, but they're island nationals, Bob. They're our brothers. The California secret... Sometimes dudes have been digging holes in my yard. Get real. Oh no? Lightning round coming at you. Okay. This sport is America's pastime. Baseball. Correct. This sport is if uh, gladiators were playing a sport. Football. Right. He was dubbed 1979 sweatiest athlete. Larry Bird. You got that right. Who is the greatest living basketball man of all times? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Correct. This deceased baseball legend was known as the Pigtown Champion. Name that champion, Bob. Name him. Babe Ruth. Very good. What sport is played primarily in parks and beaches by whipping a discus like nobody's business? Frisbee. Yes. All right. What was the scariest Olympics? Oh, oh, um, uh, 1936 Olympics. You are correct, sir. A record-breaking sum was recently paid for a football signed by Bobby Duckworth. What was that sum, Bob? A hundred dollars. Yes. And finally, what is the ultimate sports time snack? Chips. That's right, you have won today's sports quiz. What kind of prizes are in store for me? Well, besides the dignity of 100 points, Bob, you've won my admiration. Anything else? In addition to those non-corporeal gifts, you've also won a high five. Redeemable next time I see you. No jive, Roy. No jive. Give me five. They call me Cool. Mr. Cool. Yes, my pleasure. I owe you a high five next time I see you, Bob. I can hardly wait. Say, you want to hang out while I read a sponsor message? Some fake commercial? It's not fake, it's paying the bills. Bob, has you got to pay the bills? It's a world of plastic lies. I wouldn't take on a sponsor if I found them disagreeable, Bob. Aren't you shilling for margarine? That stuff's made out of radioactive wax. Oh, you get more radiation at the dentist than you do from margarine. I love butter, and I'm a butter man for life. To each his own. I've been trying to eat healthier stuff. 1980s foods, low fat. Stuff like margarine, Snickers, uh, light beer. Mm-hmm. Cottage cheese. Salads? Do you do dances? I do a little jazzercise when I am so inclined. I heard that burns off a lot of margarine. Well, I do it for pleasure, but, you know, if you were to do this for seven or eight hours a day, sure, all the margarine in the world, you could just eat a whole uh, basket of margarine. <laughs> you do a little jazz dance in your perfect uh, FBI suit with no wrinkles? I do, but it's, you know, it's real jazz. It's not this typical exercise jazz. It's, uh, Parker. Boring. Mingus. Stupid. Gene Krupa, syncopated calisthenics. I like Gene Krupa. Group, I guess. You're not a, an aficionado of the jazz? I prefer electrified folk music that, you know, tells people to do weird stuff. Such as? Uh, jump down a manhole and light yourself a candle. Bob, are we on good terms, legally speaking? I'm not going to get a letter. Not as long as that weird bug is on my mailbox. All right. I retroactively give you permission to sing subterranean homes and blues. You take care. Okay. Stay off of uh, Mexican marijuana cigarettes. I'll try. I'll try, Roy. Anything else? 
Eat a complete breakfast. Okay. Fold up your Murphy's wall bed every morning. You got it. Try not to tell the truth at the bus stop. I wouldn't dare. Keep being a good sport. Okay. And just sing your songs, Bob. Yeah. They really are quite catchy. Thanks. Especially lately. Thank you. Your 80s materialist tops. Love the podcast. All right. This episode of the Roy H. Pomeroy podcast is sponsored by Computer. Look, it's 1982. This is a fast-paced world of microchips and business meetings and triangles. If your business company has not yet boarded the computer train, you best catch the next one before your town is overrun by digital robots determined to grab you. You remember the old days, certainly. Pie charts used to take all morning long and cost a pretty penny in paints. With a computer, you can make a graph in just half an hour. Enter facts and figures. Insert a disk, press several computer buttons, wait for the beep, and watch in amazement as your computer monitor is refreshed with all the latest numbers. And if it seems like you have to be a math wizard to program a computer, you're wrong. Dead wrong. Isn't that a relief? Just admit you're wrong and move on. And on your way, pick up a computer, won't you? Come on. If you can hear the sound of my voice, you must join the computer revolution. You can see all the latest digital computers at the computer store at your local shopping center. I do my business at the Radio Shack in Glendale because they still stack the tubes for my Zenith television set. It's an early color model, but it's still going strong with excellent V-hold. Plenty of life left in the CRT. Nearly 20 years old. It's a heavy set with more wood than a redwood forest, but this also helps with common household RF interference. But that's a rare occurrence, and it's usually when Elizabeth is running the hand mixer for a sports cake. So head on down to the computer store and tell them Roy H. Pomeroy sent you. By doing so, you help support this podcast, and as a thank you, you will receive a game diskette, I believe. Something to entertain the kids or grandkids. Oh, how they love to zap the rackets with their laser beam. Digital. Roy, did you want to tell everybody your phone number so they can call in? A splendid idea, Henry. Thank you. Listen ears, did you know that as a Roy H. Pomeroy podcast subscriber, you can call me at my residence? It's true. I generally record this podcast on Tuesdays for just 15 or 20 minutes starting around 11 a.m. or so. Our number here in the Atwater Village is 555-1982. I've told Elizabeth that I might receive some telephone calls now and again. Please limit your after-hours calls to podcast emergencies. No pranks, please. I should say not. Listen to Henry, everyone. Yeah. And now, a little update on that California pencil crisis we were discussing last week. This thing uh, is so out of control, it just frustrates me to no end. Yeah. KTLA News 5 is airing a segment next Monday evening titled... Get the lead out. Everything you needed to know about the pencil crisis. Okay. It exposes a high-level corporate scheme to cheapen the quality of pencils on behalf of the bottom line. Ah, those greedy pencil pushers. We'll deal with those pencil pushers soon enough. I get so mad at night when I think about it. All right, oh, Henry, Henry. It's all right. It's infuriating. Calm yourself. These are pencils we're talking about here. Just stay cool, cool your jets, and calm your horses. Pencils, Roy, though. Pencils, they've... Don't worry about it. We will take care of it, Henry. You promise? Yes, I do. (sighs) Okay. How are those jets? They're cooling off. And uh, what about those horses? Calm. I'd say they're calm. 
good. Is the CBI gonna bust these guys? We are going to bust these folks in the act. We're gonna do a massive sting. Radical. A midnight raid. Go get them, Roy. We're going to measure these pencils with the people from the Ways and Means Committee. And then what? Then, Henry? Yeah? The CBI is gonna haul off these fraudsters straight to prison. That's where criminals belong. In the meantime, if you encounter a counterfeit pencil, bag it and tag it with the date and origin of the pencil. Okay. Bad pencils are generally lighter with a grayish graphite mix, most easily snapped in frustration. The eraser is good if you want to make a hole in your paper. And the metal band securing that eraser yeah. will be quite wiggly indeed. Oh. Save your receipts. There's a hell of a class action lawsuit up pending. Nice. And speaking of pending, Henry, there's a game pending this Saturday at the Civic Center. Yeah? By the time you hear this podcast, the game will be safely in the past, or the San Francisco Celtics will have surely fallen prey to the onslaught of the LA Lakers. The Celts are just not used to playing this far west. Is it the air? The western air, too rich in gold dust and sunset light for their Boston noses. They can't put up twos. Where's the Celtics hustle? They're not even going after the ball. Their rebounds are terrible. Stupid, stupid fouls. You know, it's embarrassing. I'm not, you know, I don't want them to win, but I just want to watch a good game, Henry. I want to watch a good game. Do they forget they're not supposed to travel? Right. <laughs> Did you see that game? Yeah, game three. My goodness, what was Larry Bird doing? Uh, just picked up the ball and walked around in a circle. They were blowing whistles at him the whole time. Dribble the ball, Larry. Dribble the basketball on the basketball court, please. <laughs> Play some basketball for once. Oh, Larry, honey, the basketball hoop is behind you. At least try, you know. I'm Larry Bird, sweetie. Your other left. How would you describe his game this season? I describe Larry Bird this season as torpid. Yeah. Uh, sleepy. Mm-hmm, he is. Confused. So advantage Lakers. Yeah, advantage Lakers. Unless, uh, of course, the Larry Bird we all know and love decides to show up for once. Oh, Roy, do you know um Mike Effenheimer from K-West? No, I'm afraid I don't have that pleasure. Well, he's this huge sports guy. Mm-hmm. How huge? I don't know, 275, something like that. All right, I get the picture. He's really funny. He calls into the Drive Time Sports Roundup show. Oh, right. Well, he was saying that he thinks that uh, it's because of Dunkin' Donuts that the Celtics are doing so bad. Dunkin' Donuts, the East Coast donut shop chain that vanished in a psychedelic wizard's magical blast. Yeah, I guess the Celts used to drink this uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee all the time before practicing games and stuff. I don't understand the significance. Well, it's like some really messed up coffee, Roy. There's tons of coffee grounds. Mm-hmm. It's really rough. That sounds rough. Mm-hmm. They keep it on the burner for hours. Ah. Makes your throat really itchy. All right. Well, ever since they stopped drinking it. Oh, this was their elixir? This Dunkin' Donuts coffee? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they stopped drinking it and they stopped winning games. What'd you say was in this stuff? Like nasty dregs. Old coffee grounds, right? Mm-hmm. Like cigarette butts, I think. No, I'm sure there's no cigarettes floating on in there. That's what Mike said. There were cigarettes floating on no, in there. No, 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 no. <laughs> and he said there were band-aids, too. Oh, come on. Well, that's what Mike Effenheimer says. Effenheimer needs to get real. He's serious. This Mike Effenheimer was joking on you. He was pulling your leg. He said it this morning on the radio that there was coffee grounds and cigarette butts and band-aids floating in that coffee. Floating in Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Adhesive bandages. Mm-hmm. And this disgusting brew was somehow the secret of their success. Yeah. And they all drank it willingly. Yes. Even the coach? Yes, Bill Fitch drank it. My, oh, my, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, stars and stripes forever. This is impossible. Hey. What is happening, Bill? Bill Fitch. If you can hear the sound of my voice, gross. Yeah. And we will destroy you at the LA Civic Center this Saturday. Yeah. I am receiving a transmission from the Triangle Dimension. What? I can feel my mind traveling through some light cloud cover all the way up into the ether. Are you astral projecting? I see a great door whose hinges are made of uh, crystals. 
Is there a doorknob on this door? A crystal knob? What about the door itself? What's it made out of? Hewn of the finest mahogany wood money can buy. Expensive. I am passing through a tunnel made of pure thought. What's happening, Roy? Where are you now? I approach the Octagon City. Be careful, Roy. The road is made of diamond poetry. Wow. What's this? What is it? A mist surrounds me. Okay. And lifts me towards the realm of the triangles. You should talk to them, Roy. I will, Henry. Patience. Okay. Greetings, your three-sided majesty. Speak to me in your crystalline digital language. What's happening, Roy? You're scaring me. These entities are painting inside my mind's eye a picture. A great map. What's that, blue triangle? Yes, yes, of course. Sure. One step ahead of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you insist. Is that all? All right, I'll catch you next time in Triangle Town. I'm back. What was that? Henry, you're not gonna like this. I don't like the sound of this already. I saw the face of Michael Kerb. Gasp! Our ex-Lieutenant Governor of the great state of California. The wizard who made the rest of the United States disappear, leaving only California? The very same. What was he doing in your vision? He was holding up a large map of the world and laughing, Henry. Oh my god. I'm afraid this can mean only one thing. The return of our enemy, Michael Kerb. But we destroyed him. Only temporarily, I'm afraid. What's his game? What's he playing at? I fear our elusive ex-Lieutenant Governor is up to his old tricks. And this time, it seems, his target may be the rest of the world, Henry. Making California an island planet. Holy Korean War era hand grenades, Roy. Language, Henry. Language. Sorry. No matter. If the triangles are right and Kerb has reconstituted himself somehow from the atomic ash which I rendered him with my mind lasers, we haven't a moment to lose. Right, what's the plan, Roy? Henry, Yeah. I need you to head directly to the university library. Check out every book they have on magicians, robes, okay. stars, yeah. occult stuff. Anything with a cool wizard on the cover. I have some Led Zeppelin albums. That's one advantage Michael Kerb doesn't have. <laughs> Zeppelin albums? Yeah, he can't access that kind of power that you'll find on a Led Zeppelin album. Bring the lyrics, Henry. We're going to need it all. Right. Next, we're going to need the following. A large cooler for soft drinks. Okay. Windbreakers. Medium is too tight for me, but large is far too baggy, so I leave it up to you. All right. Candles. Is this for the wizard battle or for the basketball game? (laughs) You don't bring candles to a basketball game, Henry. I don't. Or do you? I I don't. That's exactly what Kerb would expect us to do. Sit at the game with our guard down. You think that's when he's going to attack? He thinks we're going to be sitting there with our guards down, Henry. Right. As down as Larry Bird in the second half. But we'll be ready for him, right, Roy? Affirmative. podcast is produced by me, Roy H. Pomeroy. Today's show is sponsored by Computer. Bob Dylan and Henry Francis Tottenham were our guests. Our senior editor is Ted Ehlers. Hello there, Ted. You've got the fastest scissors in the West. Guests of the Roy H. Pomeroy podcast stay in their choice of one of my six dens. Music by Hoyt Curtin, Pat Williams, and Lalo Schifrin. Chips and snacks by Miss Elizabeth Pomeroy. I love you, darling. Copyright 1982. Podcast, podcasts, and podcaster, 
are registered trademarks of Roy H. Pomeroy. There's simply no other way around it. I invented podcasting. If you don't believe me, you can just look it up. TV. I come from the land of paradise, man. Sounds great.